This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. I got a text from my good buddy Mike, Big Mike, coming in from Indiana, hoping to shoot a little bow with him. Hasn't arrived quite yet. What's he doing on the way in from Indiana? Well, he's listening to the greatest podcast on the planet, of course. Don't ask me. Ask him. He sends me a text. He says, you know what? I'm listening to the quality of this. I can't believe you don't have a syndicated podcast. This should be all over the place. And, you know, I want to tell you something. Not to toot my own horn. It's not why I brought it up. I'm going to tell you why this podcast isn't all over the place. And it has to do with principles. I'll let the cat out of the bag. But uh, I'm listening to this. I'm digesting the whole thing. And they say, this is crazy to me. Really, when you think about it, I listened back leading up to the end of the year. I told you, I've always been honest. Have I not? If nothing else, you can call me um, whatever you want. You don't have to agree with me. Plenty of people don't. I know. I get it. I don't always agree with me. I'll go back and say, I got that wrong. You know, where I share my opinion, I'm telling you, I'm sharing my opinion, my perspective. There can be more than one perspective. I recognize that. But in terms of the delivery and the content and the quality and pointing out the issues, I really don't think that there's much else better out there, at least not that I've been able to find. I'm starting this new radio show. I'm digging around. I got a veteran podcast, military podcast, and guess what? They suck too. Nobody's putting any real effort into it. Nobody has really trained to be uh, become a good orator to study what that means. But that's beside the point. That gives me an advantage. I don't have any reason to complain about that. I remember there's a marketing guy. Maybe you heard me mention his name, Frank Kern. He said, you know what? Be yourself and people are going to have a hard time copying you because you've spent a lifetime becoming you. And the same thing for me. You know, this journey started 10 years old. Listen to WWDB Talk Radio. How are you going to replicate that at this point? You can't. You'd have to do something different, right? Anyway, whatever. Maybe you like the podcast. Maybe you think the quality is good. Maybe you don't. And there's lots of perspectives on that, right? And if you're listening to NPR, you're like, geez, this guy doesn't edit anything. Yeah, exactly. Because we're a little different than NPR over here. You know what I'm saying? We don't do it the, the edited, polished way that everything's perfect all the time. We're real people talking about real issues, caring about a real country. That's some uh, little, you know, hidden away in a room somewhere talking about La La Land. Anyway, back to the point. Why is Chris not syndicated? Why is the message of this podcast not going further? Well, it's very simple. Uh, because I don't perform fellatio. Forgive me for my, um, for my rudeness in that. It's because I don't bend over for anybody. What am I talking about? Well, why don't you go talk to Sean Hannity? I'll bet you if, if you were to try to do a colonoscopy on, on that guy, you could do it with a VW bus. Anybody remember what that is? You could drive it right in there. He's been bending over so long for so many people, that guy can't tell you which way is up. He's like, well, what am I, male or am I female? He doesn't know. None of these guys know. None of them has any integrity. None of them has any credibility. They're getting paid. Whoever's getting, paying them, whoever the highest bidder is, that's who's controlling the purse strings on that. I don't mean to pick on Sean Hannity at all, actually. God bless him. He's doing great. I'm glad he is. He's got a great message. Blah, 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 blah. And if you want to listen to that, it's there for you. It's all over the place. I'm just explaining to you why I'm not. And what am I? You say, well, that's just jealous. Eh, not really. 
That's not really why, because I've been able to connect with people. I know high net worth people. You know, I may not be connected to the highest levels of the Pentagon, but I can get myself places if I need to. Why hasn't it happened? It could have happened. You don't think that I got into the room? I did. The problem was that I wouldn't sacrifice my principles. I remember walking into a room full of Republicans. I said, I'm not registered Republican right now. I'm not happy with this party. They, they could not have ushered me out any faster. Honest to goodness. If you are not building for the party, they don't want to talk to you. If you're not filling the party coffers, they don't want to talk to you. And everything is carefully aligned that way to divide our country. And the Republican Party is playing its own part in that little game. You answer me. You want to, I, don't want to, I don't want to criticize anybody. You, I'll, here, I'll wait for the emails. Info, write this down at ChristopherScottShow.com, and you give me a list of three great things that Republicans have delivered to you in the past five years. I'll wait for that, okay? Because it hasn't happened. The rhinos are controlling the party. They've made a deal with the, with the demoscammers. And the country just keeps getting ridden down the tubes. I, if you ask me, we ought to just disband the federal government, revert back to the state government, disband the military, all of it's all defunct. They can't even protect the border. What's the point? You tell me, what's the point of having a trillion dollar plus year military? They can't even protect the border. You got to be out of your mind. It's like buying a car without brakes or a car without a transmission. Look at this great hot rod. It doesn't go anywhere. Oh, uh, well, but it's really nice. Yeah, it's real cute. This is how foolish people have become. And let me just tell you something in case you're wondering. I won't sacrifice my principles. I mentioned about the radio show, and uh, this is early stages. We'll see a lot could happen here between now and Monday the 15th. I'm looking at some of the emails going, this deal could fall through. I don't think so. We're confirmed for the 15th. I'm expecting it to happen. But, hey, listen, things happen, okay? Not expecting it, but... I just thought to myself, just be prepared here that this could go, you know, a, a lot of different directions. As I'm preparing for the podcast, I start thinking of a, a few people I would like to speak to. Marines, such as um, Ray Epps. Boy, would I like to have him on. Hey, Ray, how many Marines did you sell down the river with that little act of cowardice? I wonder if Ray Epps would talk to me. I wonder if he has the guts to. We're about the same size. I don't, I don't think that guy... I want, my guess is his colonoscopies are done in the same fashion as uh, Sean Hannity, probably with a VW bus, the, what he's done. What did he do to get that deal? Let's find out. I'll ask him. I'm not afraid to ask him. I don't know. Hey, oh, Ray Epps, a damn thing. That's where – there's another reason why this podcast – nobody's going to come on here and, and deal with me. Nobody's going to subject them. So, hey, hey, Miley, you want to, let's talk about fat generals for a minute. What do you think he would say? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That's a little over the top. How about if we talk about your soft hands? How do you explain to me that you've risen to the highest ranks of the military, all those medals on your chest, and your hands are soft? It's not adding up to me, you little scammer. I know what's going on. There's nobody on the planet with those medals that have pale skin. Thank you, you big phony. But people, oh, you think, who's going to sign themselves up for that? Anyway. <laughs> Seven minutes of that little rant. You're welcome. All right, let's get into the topics at hand. I don't have a lot of time. Uh, here it is Tuesday evening, and I've got to get down to a local town meeting here in my town. And you want to talk about you want to talk about why I'm <laughs> all over the place? Why don't you go ask this board? Uh, yeah, I found a million dollars missing from the budget. I, I let the whole world know about it. Boy, they didn't like that. Oh, Chris, you just don't understand. 
I can't wait to walk in there. This board president should be pretty funny. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I'm not expecting anything eventful. I'm not going to disrupt. The, I'm actually going to support my neighbor. And um, we got into a little tangle on something. The township had to get involved. But it's all worked out, I'm happy to say, neighbor to neighbor. He didn't take my call at first. That was the mistake. And I called the police out. Then he took my call. We got it worked out. It's no problem. And uh, anyway, he's got a little matter to deal with with the township now. I'm going to go down. And, and he, he addressed everything I asked. He addressed everything I asked and then some. And so I have no axe to grind. I didn't before. It was just a little thing, a little misunderstanding. This happens. He called me shortly after the police were here. He wasn't too happy. I said, I'm not too happy either. I tried to call you this morning. You didn't back to me. I said, all I'm going to tell you is it needs to be fixed tonight. Okay. <laughs> and then I said, listen, I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I support you. I support what you're doing. Just not in that spot. And I've had this conversation many times. People aren't used to it. Oh, oh are you going to hold me to that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I am. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Absolute serious as a heart attack. All right, moving on. i got to get down there tonight. That's what I want to say. So we're going to try and keep the podcast at about a half hour. As I was, um, it's funny, I start talking about the radio show, and, and everybody starts saying, oh, you're not going to have any time for this. You're gonna... I'm like, well, just hold on a second. It's a weekly show. I do have time to take care of it. We'll see when we get into it. Right now, yeah, it's very time-consuming, and I expect the startup to be uh, incredibly time-consuming. Let me just say that uh, I am loosely expecting support from our first sponsor before the show even takes off. Can you believe that? Yeah, it happens to be a good friend of mine, and uh, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to pre-celebrate. We'll wait and see what happens with that too. No pressure. You know, if it's something he has a business, and uh, if he does it, I'm going to be really, really thankful for that. Then I have another buddy of mine who says, you know, I'd like, I think I could help you with the business development side. And I said, God, this could be the gift of all gifts because as much as I know how to do, I know how to sell, I know how to raise money, I know how to do all that, especially business to business. Not a big deal. Been doing it for 30-some years. There's another little part of my past. Not because it was my sales was my business. It wasn't because I had businesses that I had to sell stuff. Most people don't realize this. You start a business, what do you become? A salesperson. You have to because that's what feeds the business. Got to go get work, we like to say. Anyway, I'm used to doing it for multiple businesses. I've done it for nonprofits. Um, this is not going to be a nonprofit venture, but in the beginning, it's not going to be profitable. So I suppose you could call it a nonprofit. And, uh, you know, that's the first step. Trying to, And I'll just tell you, the, the business side of this, you know, it costs money to get this, this show out um, on the radio. It costs money to publish the book. It costs money for me to get there. Uh, the materials, it all costs money. And my guess is by the time we add it all up, we're going to be ten grand out of the gate. And that's a piece of change. Not to mention, I'm thinking about some of them. I'm like, there's some equipment and things that we're going to have to switch out here. Still pretty low cost budget. Once we get over that hurdle, there's monthly costs. Okay, we're going to have a little overhead running because of this. Didn't have this before. The whole big change is going to change the game. I recognize that. This is why when somebody says to me, "Hey, I can help you on the business development side," I say, "Man, that'd be great." But here's the here's the pressure. I'm not worried about any of that. I already paid for where we're at. You know, if we can recoup some of that money, it'd be great. But uh, I've already fronted that, and or I haven't actually yet, but I will be. And um, then there's going to be monthly costs, and I'm prepared to deal with that for a period of time. But I'm not going to do it forever. And I would like to recover some of the money. I have a family. I'm not doing this as a, as a charity event. I'm hoping that we sell some books and, you know, people see the value of the advertising and where this is going and decide to get in on early and support. We'll see what happens. All that to say, I recognize that is important. My buddy calls me. He says, I'll help you with that. 
I said, I can't thank you enough. I said, here's the deal, man. <laughs> exactly what I just said to you. I got a, I got a first radio show coming up on the 15th. All of my focus right now is on getting ready for that show. That's it. And I'm not nervous. Um, I'm not scared. I already have my material. I know what I'm going to say. Um, I know what I'm going to talk about. And really right now what I'm doing is just trying to make sure that I, I, I have my voice. That it's not concealed under um, anxiety or, or thing. And because it's always going to be there. Always going to be there. I've been down to the radio show. I'm comfortable behind the microphone. 1,600 and some podcasts at this point. 1,600 and some podcasts over six years. I know how to use a microphone. I've spoken in front of people. You know all this. I'm not nervous about that. But I guarantee you the first time we go live, it's going to be, all of a sudden my name's on it. This is scary stuff. Not really. I'm exaggerating a little bit. How do you get over that? I'm sharing something with you here. Be prepared. You don't get prepared by cowering into a court. Oh, I'm not going to do good. I'm not going to be able to do this. That's not how you prepare. It's not how you prepare at all. You prepare by saying, all right, I need to prepare to jump off the cliff. And once I'm out there and there's nothing solid under my feet, where am I going from there? And then you got to make contingency plans. What do I do if I get off point? What do I do if I stutter? This, how do you think that, that um, um, comedians deal with hecklers? You ever see that some heckler pops up and the comedians just, bam, pounces on them? How do you think that happens? Take a wild guess. Well, believe it or not, the comedian was prepared for it. The moron in the, in the, in the, in the, uh, the, the audience didn't know that. Now, maybe you've heard me tell the story. Uh, an adult female mentally handicapped heckled me. And I, I was not prepared for that. <laughs> Discrimination. <laughs> anyway, where was I going? I'm practicing for the radio. I told my buddy, listen, uh, I'm happy to have the help. My focus right now is on that first show. And I'll be thrilled to talk to you on the 16th, which is how that'll go. Anyway, there's a lot of balls in the air, a lot to do. I'm very excited about it. And hopefully we can... Uh, we can keep it all moving in the right direction. But I do have time for things still. As far as it relates back to the podcast where I started with all this, I'm not expecting any material changes at all, actually, except for maybe more listeners coming in as an ancillary effect of what's going on on the radio. It would be nice. We'll see what happens with that. I'm not expecting anything right now, but we'll just take it, take it one step at a time. As far as the schedule and so forth goes, I don't expect any changes there. Uh, I suppose there's a possibility it could affect things if I'm there in the studio on Monday nights when I would normally be recording this, the Tuesday show for here. I, I just have to see how it comes, but um, I expect to be able to do it. My intention right now is to kind of go back to the podcast schedule that we were at um, some time ago, which was five days a week. We did about a half hour during Monday through Thursday, and I tried to stay a little more concise on those days. And then Friday was more like a talk radio format. We'd go like an hour, and that's where I would allow myself to ramble on a little bit. And it just kept things a little more manageable. That's kind of where I'm going now. I was hoping to keep today at a half hour. We're already at 15-plus minutes, and it's not looking good. Let's get into it, shall we? I saw this headline. I had to pull it up. This is actually absolutely laughable to me. It begins this is a Reuters. This is a Reuters. This is a, um, a syndicated International news agency, I believe, don't quote me on that, but this is a well-respected news syndicator that provides information to news outlets, supposed to be credible. 
And the first thing that I see is the author is Jack Queen. That's a bit of a uh, unique name. Almost sounds fake, doesn't it? There's another one. Who knows? The headline is Explainer. Explainer? This is supposed to be a news organization, not an um, educational organization. And you'll see this. You know, the real reason that Pentagon Chief Austin was hospitalized and nobody knew. Oh, oh, the real, uh, just so you know. We know, but you don't know. Yeah, okay. Sell it to somebody else. This article is about Lloyd Austin uh, being MIA. AWOL, some people would call it. But now Reuters is going to give you the explainer. Did Pentagon Chief Austin's secret hospitalization break the rules? Who cares? How about the, the phone call that, that Miley made to China when, when the, uh, with the presidential turnover? This, this says here, Reuters says, Austin may have violated the law by failing to report his recent hospitalization to his boss, but likely only faces a reprimand from President Joe Biden, despite some calls for his resignation. Austin, age 70, was admitted on New Year's Day to an in- intensive care unit at Walter Reed. Let me just stop a second. If you're telling me that the United States Secretary of Defense was admitted to Walter Reed with all those officers down there, all the officers around him, and nobody reported this to the president, you know what I call that? A mutiny! AWOL. How has this guy disappeared? If he was a private first class, what would be happening? The old two-rule rule. Well, he's black, so he's going to get a special set of rules. He's 70. What does this guy know, 70 years old, a fat black guy who's done what in his miserable life besides not show up for work? This is, the, this is the leadership that we have in this country. This is what diversity gets you. The fat black guy running the Department of Defense doesn't show up for work. What more do you need that diversity is a failure? Oh, you want me to sugarcoat? Should I be nice? Should I be a little? The, the colored guy was obviously sick. Bull. Bull, bull. Let me give you the explainer here, rooters. You can flush your rooters right down the toilet where it belongs. Explainer. Yeah, the guy didn't show up for work because he's a fat loser, just like Miley and the rest of them. And the main problem isn't him. That's not the main problem. The main problem is that you've got a bunch of mutinists around them and a president that's so senile he can't do anything about it. What kind of commander-in-chief is that? Disband it all. Quit wasting our tax dollars. But that's not the main thing that I want to talk about today. I've got other things. This is the big one that I wanted to make a point of. So I say to you, when you see that they have to preface the headline with a word or anything, we have rain coming down here. I see this headline, powerful rainstorm coming. What the hell does that mean? Powerful, powerful tornado, powerful earthquake. Well, no shit. What isn't powerful from Mother Nature? I can't take the lunacy anymore. Anyway, when you see a prefix, you can be rest assured you're being lied to or treated like an idiot or there's some other agenda. Explainer, you're a moron. You don't know anything. We know it all. Yeah, right. So get a load of this one. That wasn't even the big headline about Austin being, nobody even cares. I told you. Nobody cares. This guy was hired because he was black. That's the only reason. You know, they're like, yeah, whatever, dude. You got to go to the hospital on work time. It's cool. Whatever you got to do, man. We're just putting you here for a figurehead, you loser. Who's the loser now? I'd like to get him on the radio show. It's about the military. 
How about if I bring him on and interview him? Let's have a candid conversation, sir, shall we? What exactly, what exactly was the, the criteria that you were hired under? Can you explain that to me? Seriously there, fatso. How does, how does somebody as fat and stupid as you become a secretary of defense? That's what I want to know. How does somebody who doesn't even show up for work, can't even report off, how do they become a secretary of defense? Share that with us. I want to know how I, know how I can become a crackhead and an award-winning, a multimillion-dollar painter. I'm hoping Hunter can teach me that. And I'm hoping this fat loser can tell me how I can not show up for my job and get away with it. I'm being too harsh. I'm being too harsh. Am I being a little rude? Am I being a little insensitive? Maybe you ought to go see what this fat bastard costs the country every year that he can't even show up for work. Can't even take the time to tell the President of the United States, I'm not going to be in today. I'll bet you that every other minute when he wants to kiss his behind, he's out. Why don't we ask him that? Let's take a look at your phone records. How many times have you kissed up to the president, you loser? But then when it's a real issue, you're not going to report it? Who's believing this nonsense? I don't know whether to blame him or the phony news. Who knows what the truth is? Anyway, I got to calm down. (laughs) I stopped drinking Monster. Can you believe that? It's been two weeks. I meant to mention that. You know, all my talk about that, it's the sugar-free. It doesn't really affect you. Oh, boy. I think I was wrong about that. It's definitely, I feel better not drinking, and I can tell you that. Anyway, on to the next headline where I, I wanted to begin the podcast. This is now the headline I wanted to start the podcast on 20 minutes in. Here's another reason why I don't have a syndicated show. They're like, you were supposed to talk about something completely different, and you didn't begin till 20 minutes in. This would piss off producers, believe me. And you think I would care? Mm, not likely. So, prefix on a headline you know you're being lied to. This was the main headline on the Drudge Report, okay? If you don't know what the Drudge Report is, it's the biggest scam of a conservative uh, news aggregator on the planet. What a joke. Drudge Report was considered the leading conservative news aggregator to the point that Rush Limbaugh, when he was in his studio recording, had it up on a screen. That's how trend-setting Matt Drudge was. Then comes along Trump. And the little traitor judge jumps ship, goes a different direction, and then sells Drudge Report to the Chinese. No, I don't know that. I don't know that at all. I don't know who he sold it to. I guess it's private. We don't get to know. Nobody really knows. But I don't get any indication that Matt Drudge is around anymore. You know, I realize why this microphone's making so much noise, because the bass is messed up. I hope you're not getting that. i got to fix that. I put, yeah, there's your syndication quality content. Can't even get a decent mic arm around here. What the hell's going on? Anyway, the big headline on Drudge Report, Scam Report. This one is such a scam, both the headline and the byline have a leading word. Okay? The headline, shock claim. Read that word carefully. Shock claim. Anybody can create any, can claim anything. I claim that Lloyd Austin was down at Epstein Island with donkeys and goats. Hmm? Prove it otherwise. It's no different than what Drudge Report is doing. Shock claim. Listen to this. I cannot believe how these filthy lying pigs are turning this around. Trump sex at Epstein Mansion, quote, many girls. Shock claim. Go read through it. Not testimony, not sealed court document, none of that. All nonsense. They're parading photos around of Epstein and Trump like a big lie. And here's the subheadline: Warning, colon, graphic details. Here, I'll give it to you better. 
powerful line of BS is about what you're going to get. I got to shoot few shot claims. Biden can't add two and two. Hunter Biden likes a crack pipe more than he does food. <laughs> Should I continue on? I don't know what to say. What a joke, really. They're going to turn this whole Epstein thing around on Trump. Can you really believe that? Is anybody really going to believe it? It's unbelievable that the good people that the media attacks have seen that it's like become a badge of honor, Ronald Reagan and others, uh, good conservative people, and they get attacked from these vile vermin, vermin in the media. They really are. They're like cockroaches, like little piranhas. I think the world would be better off without them. I really do. All right, that's the big stories. We've got over the emotional hurdles there. Let's get into some of the easier stuff, shall we? I don't know where this kid was from. Teen's promising career, uh, swimming career in limbo after he's accused of slapping a teammate on the backside. Teenage swimmer and his mother spoke uh, at a park at their home 40 miles north of Denver. Um, another teen has accused the swimmer of accusing him, uh, slapping him on the butt in a locker room in 2021. Police investigated and dismissed the case in a matter of weeks. But the U.S. Center for Safe Sport has had an investigation going on for more than 20 months, which has cast a shadow over the teenager's promising swimming future. This is from the Associated Press. This is unbelievable to me, guys. I don't know what's going on. I don't know the details of the case. 60-year-old swimmer sits on the bench. Why is this repeating itself? 7,000 complaints. I don't, you know, I don't know the details to begin, you know, pushing heavily one way or the other. But taken at face value, like, is that where we're at now? That if you tap somebody on the butt in sports, have you ever done it? I'm afraid to say anything at this point. The liability on this is just overreaching. Wow, I find that a little hard to believe. Now, who do I know? Maybe the guy being accused is a, you know, raving homosexual 16-year-old, and the other guy's got tired of it. Doesn't sound that way. Why do we always get to hear one side of the story? There's another indication how screwed up the, the news is. Why don't they go talk to the accused or somebody who knows the accused? Is there any validity to this story? You don't know. I just know this, that when I was growing up, if, if another boy or anybody touched you in a way that you didn't like, you were allowed to protect yourself. And that would usually result in like a punch in the face or something like that. Punch in the gut, maybe. I don't advocate for violence. I'm just telling you. You can put your hand anywhere on me and there's a good chance I'm not going to respond very nicely. I don't know how much more emphatically, how much more politely to tell people I'm not a pacifist. You lay your hands on me and I'm going to assume that you're up to bad intentions. And it's likely that you're going to be picking yourself up off the ground. I don't know. I don't know. But what, what is this now? They're going to have the authorities involved and he's going to have a record? How do you erase this? You can't. Not in this day and age. Good God, what are we doing? Pennsylvania man pays ransom to reclaim a house from squatters. I forget what part of the city of Philadelphia. This guy goes to the house he's going to fix and flip down in Philadelphia. He goes and buys the house. Squatters break in and they're living there. So he goes in and instead of throwing them out, he offers them $1,200 to leave. 
says the uh, the city is is rewarding uh, bad behavior. You don't say. I have no respect. Listen, if you're going to buy a house and fix and flip, you better know how to deal with this. I'd be like, you're welcome to stay as long as you want. Absolutely. And then I'd go piss on them. That's sorry. That's where I pee in my house. You just happen to be laying there. You see a recurring theme? I don't know. Go get. Here's what I would do. (laughs) Okay. Is that too much? People can't handle it. Here's another one for you. I buy the house. Squatters move in. We call, please, nah, no problem. Good. You guys just sit right there while I'm working. No problem. All right? <laughs> I'd go get a piece of Corian. Anybody know what Corian is? Can you still get it? I'm sure you can. And then I'd get a, uh, I don't know, I'd have to play around, probably a belt sander. <laughs> and just start sanding. I'd have my mask and goggles on, of course. I'd like to see how long you'd like to stay in the house with that. Maybe I'd just fire off some CS gas. Who's to say I can't do that in my house? Maybe there's a different kind of irritant. <clears throat> Maybe I'd cook a pot of um, ghost peppers and onions in the living room. See how they enjoy being around that. The smell, the fresh cooking. Spill it on them. I don't know what happens. Bad things. Not going to call the police. Certainly not going to pay them a ransom. I'd make it so vile and uncomfortable they would run and tell all their friends to stay away from that block. That's what I would tell them. My God. I am so sorry I just spilled that five gallons of scalding hot water on you. Huh. Yep, guess you'll have an insurance claim, won't you? Here, like you didn't see this coming. Uh, is this London? Let me make sure before I uh, before I quote. doesn't really matter. You can look into these details yourself. Oh, this is an actor. Parliament Square. Where is this at? I should have been a little better prepared. Metropolitan. Yeah, London. So this is not an official, I thought it was the mayor. No, it's not. This is a guy, I don't know who this is, Idris Elba, presumably from England. The Luther star, does anybody know what that is? The actor says he cannot stay silent on knife crime. And he's asking for the government to immediately ban the so-called, the sale of so-called, quote, zombie knives and machetes. To reduce the number of people losing their lives. (laughs) I mean, because nobody should have these weapons of war. I mean, remember the battle axe? Does anybody remember that? The double-sided battle axe? That's a weapon of war. Nobody. Didn't they already establish this? You can't be trusted with a knife. Pretty soon you won't be able to be trusted with matches either. You just see how far it goes. You think the looniness is going back. It's going further. You think there's a lot of genders now? Wait till next year. You think that the banning guns is, is the end? Wait till next year. Uh, this is unbelievable to me. A New York Yonkers. Let me make sure I have the teams right there. Um, a high school, a public high school in New York. Yeah, from Yonkers was playing a Jewish private school in basketball. And the game was canceled after anti-Semitic slurs were hurled at the players. Let me just see something here. I want to look something up because um, Roosevelt High School? Let's just see if we can get a photograph of the team a second. Roosevelt High School... I should have done this before, I know. Girls basketball. 
football. Let's see what comes up. I do not see. So this is remarkable. Like I'm not getting a good. Uh, okay. No, it's not them. That's Colorado. Roosevelt, New York. Yonkers. Let's see if that does it. Coach fired. I want the other team. There it is. The good old New York Post has the photograph. A black coach, and I don't see one white person on the team. Well, looky there. Well, don't you say. Ain't that something? I had to dig and dig to find that. I'll be damned. Oh, yeah, the the anti-Semitism. Who's doing that? The white supremacist? The straight white males? No, not one. Not a single one. You go look at the photograph of these girls and their nasty little coach. The white Jewish girls, they went and, oh, nasty things they were saying to them. Not one white coach, not one white player. And they had to shut down the game because of the anti-Semitic slurs. Who's the racists, you tell me? Who are the anti-Semitics? How many Jewish people are supporting Black Lives Matter? Why don't they go out and talk to that team? What do you mean? We supported you. <laughs> you idiots. You tool bags. Israel is entering a new phase of the war. Is it still trying to destroy Hamas? What is going on with this conflict? Now nobody even knows what the story is. Months and months into this, no signs of ending. I'm seeing reports that Israel is not making the gains that they had hoped. Hmm. Russia must be held accountable over Ukraine. We should seize its assets. They're going to seize them. They need the money. It's going to destroy American credibility even further. Why would anybody care? It's gone. Iowa students to walk out and protest over gun violence. I don't believe it. They're being egged on by people outside of, uh, outside of Iowa. And this, is, this should be made illegal, in my opinion. How do you do that? 3 January, 1777. I wanted to mention this a week late. If I would have had this in front of me, I would have mentioned it sooner. At the Battle of Princeton, the United States Marine Corps met the enemy on land for the first time. Do you realize that the colonial Marines, the predecessor of the United States Marine Corps, existed before we were even a country? Marines were fighting for this country before it was a country. George Washington orders Marines to cross the Delaware and attack at Trenton, which they did. Far superior force, outman, outgun, Washington led the charge, and it was a victorious victory. That early victory was an important turning point. Young Marines, even before we were a country, fighting for what's right, fighting for America. Where's that fight today? This should make the hair on the back of your neck stand up. Putin resurrects Joseph Stalin's secret weapon, the feared Smirsch, I don't know what that stands for, spy catchers who purge the Soviet Union. Putin has resurrected the feared counterintelligence group. Its name is derived for an acronym for death to spies. I don't know what that means in that. It was formed by Soviet dictator Joseph Stalin in 1941 to catch spies and round up dissidents against the communist regime. Putin is thought to have resurrected the counterintelligence unit. 
be prepared for this to happen here. It already has to some extent. This is why I say to you, you need to know how to handle things, and you need to know how to handle them properly. God bless them if they try this here, and I hope people are listening. Say nothing. One of the tactics of these these Stalinist goons, they would go out in the middle of the night, say they had a target, right? Like me, right? And they come knocking. They're just, you know, like nice community, right? Pretty quiet. And they're going to come out and just to get me, they're going to send a team just like they've been doing. And they're going to have their warrant, in our case, and they come knock at the door, a no-knock warrant. They're going to come in. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And one way or the other, they're going to take me in, right? And that's when it's going to begin. They're going to tear up the house, right? And good luck complaining about that. <clears throat> and um, that's when it's going to begin. So then if they do it the way that Stalin did it, they come in in the middle of the night. They wake you up, right? Disrupt your family. This is scary for a family, right? Two o'clock in the morning, federal agents coming out. Black vehicles, big heavy weaponry, and they're going to take you in, photographs and bright lights, and you're going to be in your underwear and um, and and people get embarrassed. Now, here's why I say you got to be prepared for all this. I'm like, you cart me out. You cart me out without a shirt on, boy. <laughs> I might just make the front page of, like, Sports Illustrated or something like that. You got the wrong guy. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not afraid to take my shirt. I'm not embarrassed to have my shirt off. You shine that light in my face. Go ahead. See what happens. But anyway, what they would do is they would bring people in. It's just 2 or 3 in the morning. You're all jacked up. Now you're awake. Yeah, but they're not going to talk to you right now. They're going to put you in the cell. They're going to be some processing. Maybe they bring you in, put you back. You start to nod off. They bring you out. You start to nod off. Hey, it's breakfast time. They're going to be very nice to you in the beginning, right? Now you're looking at the clock, tick-tock. You're late for work. You're watching your whole life. What the hell's going on here? It's 10 o'clock. I'm supposed to be at work. My family's probably worried about me. Now the guy comes in and says, hey, how you doing there, Big Chris? I'm doing fine. What the hell's going on? When am I getting out of here? Now they're going to be like, ah, no, no problem. Hey, did you have anything to do with this January 6th stuff? No, I didn't have anything to do with it at all. All right, all right. I'm sure that looks, so we'll have you out of here in an hour or two, all right? This should be easy to clear up. Maybe they come back. Now Now it's 1 o'clock. You're me back in an hour. Now it's 1 o'clock. Playing a game with you. People don't know how to deal with this. You better be ready for it. Could happen to you. Now they come to 1 o'clock. Hey, you guys told me I'd be out. What's going on? All right, listen. Uh, there's, there's no problem. We just need you to write a little statement detailing your involvement in January 6th. I just told you. I watched it on TV. Come on. We know you were there. Just you know, make up a little. We know you weren't inside. That's not really the point. But we've got your ID there. As long as we can verify all that with your right, written signature. So you want me to lie? I don't know. I'm just telling you, look, if you want to get out of here, if you just admit that you were there, we can process this, and there might be a small fine at most. But you're, you're, What do you mean a small fine? I'm watching. Listen, just relax right now. We're trying to get you out of here. Now it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon. When am I getting out of here? You guys told me I was going to be out of here. I haven't talked to my family. I'm gonna... Now you're starting to get frantic, right? Listen, just relax. Uh, did you write the statement? No, I didn't write the statement. All right, listen, we'll come back. What do you mean you'll come back? Oh, now it's one o'clock in the morning and you're frustrated, you're exhausted. All you want to do is go to sleep in your own bed, right? Maybe you've eaten, maybe you haven't, maybe they've kept you up to the whole time. This is what they did in style, they keep you up. Easiest way to get somebody to comply is sleep deprivation. Second easiest way is with the waterboarding. That's like a fake drowning. They're not going to drown you. I've been sucked underwater too. Good luck waterboarding me to get something, get me to say something. 
Not going to happen. Neither is sleep deprivation. I'd have something to say, all right. Not going to be what people want. I can't believe some of what I'm hearing, some of what I'm seeing going on in our own country. And I think that people, not, I mean, people are waking up. People are seeing it. The question is, are people going to put their foot down? Are people willing to say no, that we're not going to allow that to go on here? It's a big question. It really is. And it's something that I want to talk to veterans about. What does that oath mean to you today? It may become the most, it may become the question of the century. Do you realize that? You realize how important that might become? You look back at January 3rd, 1777, those young Marines marching through the snow many miles, carrying their boats down to the river, crossing the icy Delaware, and defeating a much larger sized force. Where are those young men today? We may need them again. Let's hope not. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. I sure hope to see you there. Don't forget to email me at info at ChristopherScottShow.com. If you have any questions, comments, or anything for the show, I hope you'll sign up for my email list at ChristopherScottShow.com. I got a new book coming out. You'll want to stay in touch. I hope to see you tomorrow. Make it a great day. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.